0: This week on the breakup breakdown. We grew up in the same hometown. Oh my gosh, was he the sexiest thing ever? Our parents had been hooked up by our younger siblings. We didn't really get a fair chance having a relationship. I was always his stepsister for I was his girlfriend. When I saw the word step sibling in this
1: submission, I ran to get the story. It's such a unique experience. I mean, how many people do you know that dated somebody that they were related to by marriage? Hey, what's up? It's Abby. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. If there's a part of the interview you want to jump to, or if you want to check out the Breakup Breakdown social media, I have all that linked in the episode description. Also, if there's somebody you've always been curious about their breakup, whether it was a friendship breakup or a romantic breakup, there's a submission form, again, also in the episode description. And if you're a fan of this podcast, if you like listening, I always appreciate it when you leave positive reviews wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, Heartbreakers, welcome back to another episode of the Breakup Breakdown. I'm joined by co-worker Justin. Yeah. And I swear Alexi's coming on. She's going to be on. Eventually, Justin, are you going to come on the Taylor Swift episode this week? I can.
2: Well, actually, I guess it depends on when you record. I have to go to a wedding. so A wedding during the week? Well, oh, we leave Thursday morning for the wedding because oh. it's a Friday We're wedding. recording Wednesday. So okay, this
1: is just to let you know if you didn't listen to last week's main episode. Thursday, we are celebrating the release of Taylor Swift's upcoming <laughs> album, *Midnights* by talking about the Taylor Swift songs that really resonate with our breakups. So I had you submit, you as in the listeners as yeah, the heartbreakers, yeah. submit what breakups song from Taylor Swift really resonated with a breakup that you went through. If you want to go back and submit, you can DM me or just go back to the main episode on Spotify. There's a little submission form in there as well. But before we get into this week's submission, which I'm Mm -hmm. sure if you're looking at the title, you're probably like, Abby, read the submission. Let me get through the important stuff first. As you know, each week we have been supporting a different domestic violence shelter throughout the country, and this week we're headed to Orlando, Florida to support a domestic violence shelter there. You can find a link to learn more, to see how you can help in the episode description, and also if you haven't noticed yet, this episode art has been changed to the color purple because purple is the color for Domestic Violence Awareness Month and the number that's highlighted on there is the Domestic Violence Hotline. What's really great about the Help Now Shelter in Orlando, Florida is not only can you donate cash or resources, but you can also link up your Amazon to where whatever you decide to buy on Amazon, you know, this week or whenever, Amazon will donate a portion of that purchase mm-hmm. and put it towards the Help Now Domestic uh, Violence Shelter in Orlando. Isn't that cool?
2: I, I need to do that. My, my wife's been like going crazy on Amazon recently <laughs> because of the wedding apparently you have to buy a new dress for every single wedding you do I, you I can't
1: be an outfit repeater just yeah.
2: the one wedding we're going to is her friends from high school mm. the other ones only same people in that wedding is me and her and I know she doesn't care what I
1: think <laughs> 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 it's about like feeling your best you know showing up wearing a new outfit I guess but anyway me and Lexi are also going to Disney next mm-hmm. next week to celebrate <laughs> her relationship ending <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you have
2: to get the tea on that one <laughs>
1: yeah I'll have Lexi come on and spill everything God and I bought some Yoda ears and so a portion of that purchase is going towards the domestic violence shelter as well. So yeah, I just thought it was a cool thing yeah. to get you connected with. Now let's get into the submission because I'm very excited
2: about this one. Oh, no. You ready?
1: Hey Abby, so me and a few of my friends have been wildly invested in this girl we know's relationship. So we've been following along with her life for years now and she'd been dating this guy for a couple of years and somewhere along the way she posted photos from her dad's wedding and we thought it was odd that in the group photos, her and her boyfriend were not Standing next to each other They were on opposite ends Of the lineup You know when like You line up for family photos Yeah that is
2: kind of weird Especially for a wedding photo Because those things Get like put on walls Yeah and stuff. you know this
1: You're going you to know, weddings yeah. So we were like Okay that's weird And then we realized Oh my gosh Her dad married Her boyfriend's mom So now they're Step siblings And here's the <laughs> kicker They're broken up now, but we've always been so curious as to how this all happened. Did they introduce their parents to each other? Was it the other way around? Did they break up because they're now technically family? Please find out what happened.
2: That's a tough one. That's a tough (laughs) conversation. If you were in a relationship already and then your parents started dating, that's that's a tough one to walk through.
1: What a buzzkill. That's what
2: I mean. It'd be like, hey, go find someone
1: else. If I'm having a guess here, to me, it sounds like this girl and her boyfriend got together first because they said that they were together yeah. for a few years well, that's what i
2: mean it's like hey mom or dad depending on which side are you is like go find someone else like this person's parents off limits literally
1: choose anybody else except for my boyfriend's mom right
2: quite literally anyone
1: you know what's crazy i don't know if this has popped up on your for you page either but there is this viral video about the universe doing the thing or the oh. official term synocracy oh. okay and it's where like so i read this submission a couple weeks ago like, i picked up this book called ugly love mm-hmm. it is literally about this exact situation so same
2: thing so it's like it's same all Thing. All falling into place. It
1: was so weird. I'm like, the universe is doing its thing. So in that book, so the boyfriend and the girlfriend met. The parents had met before, but neither of them knew that they were in relationships or like dating. Oh, and then all of a sudden, the main character's girlfriend's mom shows up and like, Hey, I'm Lisa, I'm moving in. And he's like, Wait a second, I love your daughter, Rachel. Oh <laughs> no. So I wonder if that's like. I wonder if this was just like an accident in both could the book be. and uh, real but life. The thing
2: is, the thing is with social media these days. Like, I know it takes a second to go like social media official, mm-hmm. but like. I don't know. I feel like you'd see that other person in either of those two relationships at some point on social media, and then you'd be like, wait a second, (laughs) are you with my girlfriend's mother or father? You know, like, what are you doing?
1: Well, I have to ask if that happened to you. Like, Let's just say in a hypothetical weird world, when you met Nicole, if your parents in a hypothetical world, if you were in that situation, would that have deterred you from dating Nicole?
2: If we weren't already dating, like if Nicole and I had just met when we did meet, we were at a bar down in St. Augustine. So like, say we're at that bar and we're talking and then in that conversation it's like oh wait your dad's talking to my mom like that conversation immediate wall is up <laughs> like a okay, mall okay, is, okay, wall sis. is built <laughs> like no nope, we're done i would think it'd be like hey step bro <laughs> oh really oh so we're essentially stuck i can can you help me with the laundry like <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: no, no. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> you know like the, the videos from tiktok where they're like i'm stuck in the laundry yes, machine yes, yes oh, gosh yeah, yeah that's a little for
1: me it'd be a huge turn off unless this was like my perfect person but
2: even then it's still like
1: but then in the back of my mind i'm like well what if it doesn't work out with my parents and then i'm just gonna write this person off because
2: well that's when it's like you string them along you're like oh Oh, we're just gonna see what happens if nicole and i were already dating and then say both of our parents were single and then they started talking that's when i'd be to my dad and or mom and be like hey
1: literally choose anybody else but also
2: it's like (laughs) if it were my situation that wall would have been so up like Mm -hmm. there was no chance anything would happen so what the hell (laughs) (laughs)
1: You know, I have a feeling that's what we're going to be saying by the end of this episode. What the hell? Yeah. Well, you know, let's figure out what happened and break down this week's breakup. I have been really excited to talk to you about this relationship that sounds a little bit unconventional. I'll be honest. You just take me through the whole thing. Let's start from the beginning. Like, how did you meet this person and take me through, you know, how you felt for each other?
0: Yeah. Unconventional is definitely one way to put it. We met because we grew up in the same hometown originally. I had actually gone away to boarding school for high school and he stayed locally he was also a year older than me so although i knew of him we never necessarily ran in the same circles but i remember before leaving to go away for high school like junior high what are you like 12 years old looking at him with googly eyes like in the hallway oh my gosh was he the sexiest thing ever always his looks are definitely what he i'd like to say is most known for or at least what catches your eye right away fast forward a few years our parents parents had been hooked up by our younger siblings who were best friends at the time. My parents had been divorced for many years at that point, and my dad was in a different relationship that we weren't really crazy about. And this opportunity came along for him to be with someone that we knew that she was quite the catch. That coffee date that they had initially, our parents, my father and his mother, turned into them dating. And it was about a month before he had come home for college for the summer that he was was spending some time in my backyard. It was the first time that our families had been integrated as a unit. And my parents had just been on a couple dates. They weren't even like full blown, like dating, dating at that point. But I mean, as adults, you know, things move a little bit faster than when you're young. So I'm across the pool and I, I knew that I needed to have him. Were you at all upset with your dad for going after this guy you had a crush on's mom? Or- No. Kind of, okay, no. Definitely not. Um, At that point, I mean, always, oh, is my dad's happiness has been my biggest concern and top priorities. So again, we knew that this woman was hopefully going to be, I don't want to say a step up, but we weren't necessarily the biggest fan of his girlfriend at the time. So we were really excited about the opportunity of them getting together. Her divorce or separation was much fresher. They were just dealing with the beginnings of that being something real. And I think we kind of eased some of the pain that they felt initially because we had been there, done that. I have a a really big family. Definitely there was no reservation or no resistance from me if anything the enthusiasm was off the charts because like I said the eye candy was next level and I was excited to take things to the next level <laughs> shamelessly.
1: <laughs> so you see him across the pool and you're like alright it's time to move in on the stepbrother or potential stepbrother at this point.
0: Yes but that's not when things happened exactly. I was I think pretty hungover that day not looking my best. I mean God only knows what his interpretation of me was at the time, but it was maybe a week or two later where my sister was throwing her birthday party. So this was the very start of June. Um, Her birthday party actually fell on his legitimate birthday, believe it or not. So we were all partying in the city. Him and a few friends made their way. Uh, We were at PhD. The night progressed rather quickly, and I'm one to go after what I want without any guilt or shame. So I just started making out with him i think a few drinks in and yeah that again was the beginning of the end i think our parents looked at us from across the bar like oh shit that's happening we're in trouble they were in trouble they say it all the time now like we should have never let you guys date we we're like yeah yeah good luck <laughs> is this phd rooftop in manhattan oh yes
1: oh my oh, gosh yes. very familiar with the <laughs> <laughs> yeah with phd maybe a little too familiar okay so you guys start making out and where does it go from there like do you guys start
0: dating what happened yeah well, we fell into things rather quickly because our parents were spending more time together our family dynamic was always super cohesive from the start like I mentioned the reason that our parents even got together to begin with was because our younger siblings were such good friends the ex and I enjoyed our summer together it was really like out of the movies Grease, summer Lovin' type shit so much so that we actually were that Sani and Danny for our first Halloween together because we were apart but anyway he went back to school for college and so We did our first year of, you know, being in a full-blown relationship while he was away in St. Louis and I was in New York. So that had its fair share of ups and downs. I think that it actually was somewhat of a blessing because as you can imagine, if anybody listening has experienced it, absence does make the heart grow fonder and we were really forced to get serious about our love and commitment. So nearly a decade together. I mean, that's like a
1: really long time to be with anybody, nearly a common law marriage. Would you say the majority of your relationship was pretty smooth sailing? And if not, what were some of the
0: challenges you guys had to work through? Yeah, that's actually a really great question. I always say that we are way more compatible than people give us credit for. I think because we had so many outside influences, being primarily our family, being so close to us, we didn't really get a fair chance having a relationship that was just our own. Even so much so, the relationships that existed within our relationship didn't have the opportunity to stand on its own. I was always his stepsister mm-hmm. before I was his girlfriend. And that became such a big issue for us. And ultimately, one of the main reasons why we did. And whether or not it's because I come from divorce, I just value the bond and the dynamic of being in a committed relationship that I always wanted to be his, whether it was his girlfriend, his fiance, his wife, and not just his sister, like being at holidays be by default. I wanted it to be more so, yeah, we're here because this is what I'm choosing.
1: Yeah. Talk to me about that transition. In a typical relationship, you're going to bring your partner to holidays and have to introduce them to everybody. But in this case, you guys are very well acquainted and I can imagine that would be a different dynamic. Was it weird? Were people
0: discouraging you to not date? So this is actually probably the biggest point of drama within the entire story. My ex's father wasn't so happy. There was one point in time where they had been out at a restaurant altogether and they, meaning my father, my now stepmom, my ex's father, and his now wife. And from behind, he blindsided him, a p- sucker punch to the face. My dad got knocked out and had to get his jaw wired shut for six weeks. So yeah, no, it was definitely a pretty intense situation to say the least. I think that there was a lot of anger and it was a reaction and not a response that in retrospect would be acted upon again. But yeah, there was definitely a lot of not so great feelings towards the opposite side of the family, especially after that event or in particular. Well, when it came
1: to you and your now ex's relationship, what was the response like from people in your life, whether it was your family, your friends, or just people you knew? Were people on board with it or were they like, oh yeah,
0: oh yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, people, as you can imagine, were like, yo, that shit's crazy. Like, you guys need to do a porno and, you know, took it to the extreme because they'll just go wild with whatever they can get their hands on. I mean, all things considered, we got along great, especially at the very beginning. People liked us together. We were always a good time. If we were fighting, I think we generally kept it to ourselves. For the duration of your relationship, the fact that you guys were
1: half family, half in a relationship, did that ever cause conflict between
0: you or your family? Were there ever problems with that? Yes, I think that was the biggest problem. Had we just been people that met and dated, I don't believe there would have been anything to necessarily pull us apart. But COVID, unfortunately, was the biggest deterrent in our success because there were a few differing political beliefs and things of that nature that existed within the household. And we had moved back in with our parents after living together on our own for several years. Not only is it really challenging to live with your own parents under quarantine conditions, but living with your parent, your significant other, their parent and siblings in the mix, it was just a lot. And it was tricky to decipher like what was our stuff and what was was the collective stuff. When so you stuff like problems or... Yeah, problems, disagreements, stuff that would just kind of spill over. When we lived on our own and we were in Manhattan, separated from our family, we did not fight. We had very active lifestyles. We had very similar interests. I mean, that was my interpretation. I mean, I think every relationship has its ebbs and flows and I'd be a hypocrite to say, you know, things are all sunshine and rainbows. Things were pretty good until they weren't. So do you think the demise of your relationship or your relationship just period would have turned out differently had the pandemic not panned out. I do, I do, yeah. Or n- not even necessarily if the pandemic hadn't happened, but if we had maybe chosen a different route in terms of our living situation, if we had maybe stuck the course and stayed in our apartment or did something else locally. I don't like to live with regrets, so I'm not gonna sit here and wish that I did something differently. And I also believe like there is no such thing as the right way to do anything. This is clearly my destiny, and there's a lesson in it, and I'm happy to be here along for the ride. I'm curious, what did you feel like was the main sticking
1: point with everybody being under one roof? What do you think was the main source of
0: conflict that really started tearing up your relationship? We knew how to get under each other's skin, and we are both pretty strong-minded, and I think we're unwilling to sacrifice in our beliefs at that time. Again, tensions were high, like no one knew what the heck was going on. If he was put in the same exact situation with the girl that he's in a relationship with with now, I would put my entire life savings times 50 on the line that they would, wouldn't would make it as well. You know, like it was just a ridiculous, ridiculous situation to be in. And I'm not trying to create excuses or place blame, but it was just something I, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy to be quite honest with you. Do you feel like the reasons for your breakup happening, do you feel like they were justified? No, I don't really. I mean, I think that there were some things that from the start, we didn't necessarily see eye to eye on. I'm like a super we're a gypsy low-key girl I love being barefoot like anybody that knows me can say like that's something that makes me me that's something that he didn't love and that he would probably be like put your freaking shoes on I'm not ever going to be the girl that's going to put the shoes on so like there's differences like that but is that like make or break in a relationship I don't know you tell me that's one of the hardest things I have found the difference between
1: like dating somebody at 20 versus dating somebody at 29 of course you're looking for like the love of your life and someone you love being around but you also have to make that really hard decision of like oh I have to find a
0: partner for life. That's what I really came to realize. There's a big difference between loving somebody unconditionally and compatibility. And I think towards the end, we were starting to question that because when the world is coming to an end and you really have to get clear on your values and your priorities, yeah, you're shown in a big way what means most to you. And I guess we were shown in a clear way that there weren't some things that we were on the same page about. You had to choose between chemistry versus compatibility.
1: Mm -hmm. And people can sometimes hang on to the chemistry more than the compatibility. And that's like the annoying adult part that is such a hard truth. But I am curious where you are now having the hindsight and reflecting on this relationship. Do you feel compatibility
0: can change? Like, do you feel like there is a world where you two can figure out the compatibility thing? I think that life is a long road. And because we have the elephant in the room, which is being step-siblings, we're going to be forced to see each other over the years, whether we like it or not. And... You grow as you age and you mature in a variety of ways. Who's to say that in time we might end up growing back together? Again, this is not something that I'm holding my breath on or necessarily even desiring, but I think that if we were to maybe move through different tides of our life and found ourselves in a position somewhere down the road where we're both open and interested in seeing what that could look like, I'll, I'll let the universe take the lead on that. Listen, we Weren't together seven months, and not to discredit a relationship that's seven months. Yeah, seven and a half years was a long, 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 long time. I, I would be curious to do an experiment if we could rewind the tapes and not have COVID go down to see what would have transpired. And I don't think anybody
1: would fault you for having feelings of wondering what if, also holding on to hope because, like you said, you weren't together seven months. Not to discredit relationships that last for seven months, but this was nearly a decade of your life. Let's talk about the actual ending of the relationship because we've kind of talked about it vaguely of like, oh, there was a lot of turmoil during the pandemic. When you guys finally had that final conversation, I'm assuming it's one conversation, of when you decided to walk away from this relationship. On your end, what were your reasons for wanting to leave? And on the other hand, like, why
0: was he also wanting to end this relationship? Yeah, no, we just, as I mentioned, kind of weren't seeing eye to eye about a few things like politically and otherwise. There was just tensions lingering in the air. And then beyond that, I was wanting to take that next step. Yep. we had got an apartment together uh locally after having lived together for several years. Once we were in the process of that actually like starting to happen, we were just fighting even more about stupid things like the couch and whatever. And I had a moment where I was like, if we can't agree on a couch, like how are we going to agree? And we decide like, I want to birth our child or like things that actually matter because yeah, the couch is so meaningless. But if that's causing us so much animosity at this point in time, then what does that mean for our future? Like my parents have always warned me, like, it doesn't get better. Like, don't marry the man in the hopes that, like, once you have the ring, things are going to be all fine and dandy. Like, it doesn't work that way. If anything, things usually, like, kind of go the opposite direction. We also, at this time, there were a lot of weddings that were delayed because of COVID. It was getting really obnoxious that there were multiple occasions when I was asked, like, oh, when is it going to be your turn? And so naturally, I'd be a little bit insecure and kind of relay the message to him, like, so, like, what's the deal here? Like, Are we on the same page? And he just wasn't really showing the same level of eagerness or enthusiasm that I was, you know, wanting at that stage of the game. And I mean, anybody watching from a distance is probably like very confused because we did have a really awesome, loving relationship. So that's why when there continued to be a lack of progress in the direction that I was really craving, I was left feeling a little bit demoralized, a little bit confused. I just was ready to, I guess, figure out if there was something different or better for me that could make me feel slightly more fulfilled. And so here I am. (laughs) Still looking, I guess. I mean, yeah, like if I'm on year seven and I'm at a wedding and and this girl
1: is like on year three of this relationship, I'm in your position too. Where I'd be like, are we not moving forward? I think maybe that is a difference in, I'm assuming it's a difference in values. Like if you want to be
0: married with kids, is that not something he wanted? See, the thing is like, I don't even necessarily want to be like married with kids. I just always wanted to be his. Like I don't even have to be married right away. Like I just wanted to be his fiance, like some sort of act or gesture that proved like this is the that I'm choosing. It's not just the love that I kind of like stumbled into and now I'm still here because it's just what's easy. It was always just easier to stay together because we didn't want to have to deal with what we've been dealing for the past two years, which is like holidays now being awkward. Like we shared everything, beach houses, vacation, like everything was a one big happy family emerging of the two. And now it's like, I'm sorry, but you can't come. Or like you can come, but your girlfriend's not welcome here. Not probably anytime soon, if ever. Yeah. Did you feel like the pressure of the fact that you guys were family.
1: Did you feel like that almost pressured you guys into staying together longer? Yes, but
0: I also have resistance in saying that only because I believe that there is something to be said about sticking it out when times get tough. Because everybody does experience chaos, turmoil, dissatisfaction. And I'm not saying that like you should remain in a situation that's like disrespecting you, hurtful, anything like that. But I think today in age, it's all too easy to run because of social media, because of distraction, because of like all people that are able to manipulate their bodies. Like, what about just like sticking it out? And I feel like because of our family dynamic, we are forced in certain moments to really stick it out. And I think that we became stronger because of it. It's a blessing and a curse, but I I would rather see the good in it. You're totally right
1: there. There's a huge benefit to have a community around you, supporting you and helping you get through. You've got so many family ties. Everybody's sort of forced together, which I can imagine now
0: has its challenges. When you think yeah. about going to Thanksgiving this year, What is that like for you? Well, it's a little tricky because, I mean, my family dynamic, personally, him aside, is just wild. My mom's with a woman and like separate our time, but she's a farm upstate. It's always kind of like a big giant puzzle that we have to put together to figure out how to make everyone happy. But no, I mean, at this point in time, I am civil. I'm happy. I'm working on, you know, being my very best self. So I am more than able and willing to be in a room with him, you know, my stepbrother for that matter. But I'm not trying to celebrate Thanksgiving dinner with his new girl. I mean, that's just not, I think, appropriate ever to have to necessarily do that. We weren't married and we don't have children. So it's not like I have to be with them for the kids' sake. (laughs) You know, the kids' sake is like my nieces and nephews at that point. For the time being, we are a unit. And if he chooses to join us, he's welcome. But um, she cannot come. (laughs) She cannot come. (laughs) I'm curious what your thoughts are on the new girl. Oh man. Well, I don't know who's going to be hearing this, so I have to be mindful. She's sweet, I'm sure. No, I'm just kidding. We we were family friends. I've known her my whole life. It wasn't the most thrilling news when I found out that they hooked up. Initially, a few friends of mine had seen them out and said, like, oh, he's with that girl. And I said, oh, no worries. Like, we don't have to concern ourselves with them doing anything. Like, she's good. We're friends. Clearly not. (laughs) Clearly not my friends. I wish them the best. Clearly they're in a happy, thriving relationship. They live together now. Um, I think they're celebrating their one year anniversary as we speak. So yeah, again, I wish them the best. It's very interesting to see how quickly things can progress when you are this age. So I'm just kind of waiting to see what happens in these next couple of years in terms of, hmm, what's the nice way to say this? They could very quickly get married and engaged because I think we're older. But also like when we first started hooking up back in the day, like we also thought we were going to get married year one, you know? So which it's, it's going to be, I think, fun to watch from the sidelines I mean I'm not even watching actually I've, I'm so far removed but unfortunately I have to hear everything whether I like it or, or not that's so hard I mean especially and this is so common now I feel like it get more
1: common as you get older but more painful because and I, I have tons of friends who are going through this right now where their friend gets with their ex and it's sort of like okay if this is your soulmate that's great but also kind of like did you not think about me at all like did you not think about how I would react to this
0: yeah no I definitely wouldn't say that we're friends so I'm anymore or you were well we were not we weren't friends we were definitely acquaintances ran in the same circle especially as it relates to a summer town hate to say it but i mean she's definitely burnt a few bridges as it relates to like familial ties just within you know people in my close circle but it is what it is you can't help who you fall in love with i'm not gonna hold her hostage for you know what the circumstances are could have been anybody and i am confident that i'm gonna be better off because of it i just wish that for his sake he would have taken in a little bit of time and space to explore himself because we were together so long. Both of us, you know, were in that relationship. I don't necessarily know. And I and I hate to, you know, speak for him because God only knows what's happening behind the scenes. But I don't really know if he had the opportunity to process and heal individually before, you know, getting emotionally involved with somebody else and bringing all that baggage into the next relationship. I can imagine you feel pretty hurt about him going into a new relationship
1: so fast after you guys were together for so long.
0: I am, but I'm also not because I would be really hypocritical to like be mad at him for that. I also have been with other people and I've cared about them in deep ways. It is what it is. I'm not going to be the girl's best friend now. When I see him, it's tricky because there's always going to be that inherent spark. I don't know if someone were to hear this that I'm interested in now, like I wouldn't want them to necessarily be threatened by him because like I'm looking for a relationship that's more stable, more supportive more loving. Yeah, things were good,
1: but they weren't great. It sounds like you've really been able to carry yourself through this breakup with a lot of grace and confidence. And I think you should be exceptionally proud of yourself for that. And I think a lot of people who are listening to this can learn from that. What are some of the things that have been helpful for you as you've been moving past this relationship?
0: Well, first off, thank you. I appreciate that. And it has not been easy. Things have shifted for me energetically. I mean, I have done everything in my power, to get my health and happiness under control. I've literally hired help in every arena of my life, I have a therapist, I have a spiritual healer, I have a personal trainer, I have a business mentor, you know, I am teaching yoga again, so I have a deep sense of community. I think I kind of, which many women do in particular, lost myself in the relationship, and then more so lost myself in the breakup. Yes, I was a victim to a breakup, but I don't need to play victim any longer. The only way I'm going to find happiness and love again is if I open myself up to not loving anybody else, but most importantly, myself. And I think that's the biggest Lesson to be learned. My sister, my mom have been kind of on me, (laughs) for lack of better terms, when it relates to like not putting all of my attention and focus and energy on boys because it's so easy to get that external validation and affirmation that you look good or whatever it might be. But it's so very fleeting. You know, I had my fun the past couple months, but now like I'm ready. I don't want to say that like I'm ready to settle down because that sounds crazy. I'm not like out there looking by any means, but I don't need somebody to fill that void. I'm getting really good at being good on my own and then I'm confident that the right person that's going to jive with that is going to kind of just flow into my life a little bit more seamlessly but until then like I don't need to put myself out there in the capacity that I was even just a few months ago out of sadness from being fully transparent. And like you
1: mentioned earlier when you source validation from guys like it does feel so good in the moment it's almost like a like a little power trip and then it's out of your control like if it's gone then it's gone and you said something that reminded me of an interview I did a couple weeks ago where it's like you're sort of getting to know yourself again after a breakup if you lose yourself in a relationship and you start to become like you said like seven years is a long time you become a unit with someone you start to identify yourself with like this other person and one of the bittersweet gifts of a breakup is having to get to know yourself again and it seems like you're doing a really great job of that i have never heard of a spiritual healer i'm wildly fascinated <laughs> as to like what that entails What does a spiritual
0: healer do my lady Catherine, she's a saint She's, I don't want to say partially psychic. She definitely has like really intuitive hits. It's it's so hard to explain this kind of work because like you have to just really be into it to understand. We do a bunch of different things. Sound healing. We just kind of like chat through what's going on in my life, especially as it relates to what's happening astrologically. It changes every time we meet and there's no set agenda. Every time I roll up, I have no idea if I'm going to be there for two minutes or 40 minutes. I just go with an open mind and an open heart and we usually play with some crystals it's more so like a a check in with affirmation from spirits guides all the things (laughs) so she told you anything about your future or giving you any affirmations that have just like really clicked with you she has but a part of our work together is that i have to keep everything to myself she doesn't want me yeah disclosing what goes down while we're together so as much as i would like to share she she doesn't believe i mean i can say she doesn't believe that my future has anything to do with my breakup. I need to keep moving forward in the direction that I'm currently heading. <laughs> well, for
1: anybody listening, for anybody who has resonated with your story or has just been entertained by it, what some parting words of wisdom or advice that you'd leave with them to help
0: get through their own breakup? Mm, that is a really good question. I think I kind of touched on it earlier, but everything, and it sounds so cliche, but everything happens for a reason. Even the most intense heartache that we can experience and endure has the capacity to actually set us up, I I think for the most profound love, as long as we take the time, space, energy to make that a priority. It's not gonna happen for us. It's not gonna happen on accident. It's something that you have to be ruthlessly committed to. And I think that you have to go into it knowing that it's not for anybody else's sake other than your own, even though everybody in your life will improve because of it, you know, once your energy is restored and refreshed. Breakups are hard, they're real, and they can really rock your world. I mean, I quite literally lost everything and I think that was the hardest part. I mean, many people lost shit during the pandemic, but like my whole, whole identity was stripped away from me, not just my relationship, but all of my friendships that were a part of that. My career, my living situation, like I had to completely, I am completely redefining who I want to be moving forward. You know, in December, I'm stepping into a new decade, 30. I had my Instagram hacked a couple months ago and I had the ability to, you know, move forward and not bring any of that with me. So it's really a great opportunity, I think, to clear house, to let go of the things that may have been dimming my shine. You know, you asked earlier if like people supported us being together. And now that I think about it, I take back what I said, because as the relationship progressed, people didn't think that we were a good fit. They felt that I would walk into a room and light it up and he would follow and try to kind of dim it a little bit. And nobody wants to be surrounded by anybody that has the ability to make others say or feel that way about you. So trust, believe if you get like nudges of or from your intuition rather that things don't feel right like believe that I think that again as women in particular we can often ignore the signs the red flags because we believe in potential and potential is really not all that it's cracked up to be (laughs) Uh, there are men out there that have the ability and desire to treat you the way that you want to be treated that's what I'm learning right now it might not be the right person so also like don't get stuck in that trap not every great guy guy is your guy, but they can teach you a lot about what you're looking for and the person that you ultimately do want to be with. So I think you have to get really, really good at figuring out what it is that makes you happy in addition to the happiness that you're bringing to yourself. It should be supplemental and not something that is necessary in order to bring you the joy that you're lacking in other parts of your world. Well, I think that's excellent
1: advice to everyone listening. You can't see, but I was like pointing my finger at certain things like (laughs) just because they're great doesn't mean they're great for you. You gotta make yourself happy at the end of the day. And one day I really do believe, especially for you as you're on like this healing journey, like I just hope the best for you. And I know that love that you're looking for is going to be in the future. I'm not your spiritual guide, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like waving my hands around
0: telling the spirits to come through and I'm believing into existence. Yeah, no divine timing. I know that it will happen when I'm not looking. And that's the thing too. We hear it time and time again. God laughs at those that make plans. Like you can't be out there searching and grasping. Like we have these attachments we want to control the outcome and for me I don't know if it's like the New Yorker or the Sagittarius like whatever that's making me this way But like I always want to be in control and I'm going to like use that word again but I want to dictate the outcome and that's just not how it works let like, go oh, let love come to you I think that's the only way tune in on the breakdown
1: bonus episode that comes out this Thursday Lexi co-worker Justin and I are going to react to this main episode but we're also going to be sharing what Taylor Swift breakup lyrics really resonated with our own personal breakups and I'm I'm going to be sharing the ones that you have submitted on Spotify and in the "At Breakup Breakdown podcast Instagram DMs. And then, of course, we'll be running back next Tuesday for another main episode where we are going to get into a breakup where somebody's ex was allegedly in a cold. Ooh, another good one. I'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next.